0: Welcome to Work Inspired. Now, when I have an upcoming interview with a guest that is someone I'm excited to talk to, and let's be honest, that's, that's pretty much everybody, I talk with my friends, family, neighbors, colleagues about the upcoming conversation. For today's episode which features the Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer for Crocs, Shannon Sizzler. I have to tell you that the response that I got from every single person was, Crocs, I love Crocs. The work that Shannon and her team have done throughout this pandemic is simply astonishing. So let's not waste another minute. Let's dive right in. Work Inspired starts right now. Shannon, thanks so much for being here on the show. So excited to speak with you. I've told a number of people that we were going to be interviewing you and every single person was raving about your company and your brand. So really excited to kind of get into it, to talk about Crocs, to talk about what you guys are up to. Thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, why don't we start by just giving me a little bit of a background. Who is Shannon Sizzler? Tell me about your professional story, your kind of your, your roadmap up to what you're doing right now.
1: Right. So I'm fortunate right now to serve as the chief people officer at Crocs. I've been with the organization right under four years. I report directly into our CEO, Andrew Reese. And um, as somewhat of a non traditional HR person, I have an undergrad in finance and an MBA. Started my career in consulting with Anderson Consulting back then or Accenture now, and have made my way through um, a lot of financial services organizations, but ultimately I found my way to um, a consumer product. So um, that is my background.
0: Very cool. And I, most people are familiar with Crocs as a, as a, as a company, as in a brand. Um, it, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing over the last 14 months. I would, I would consider your brand, one of the the heroes of the pandemic. I, I mean, you, I, you donated what 40 million pairs of shoes to, f- to, to first responders and frontline workers. Is that true?
1: Well, we actually donated 860,000 pairs of shoes for a retail value of 40 million dollars during the That's pandemic right. Um, through right through our Free Pair for Healthcare initiative. And you know, we were fortunate going into the pandemic that we went into the pandemic in a in a strong place, but I think we even came out in a better and even stronger place. So, it's been a really good journey. I think we've had a lot of lessons along the way. One of the key lessons being, you know, we put in a really strong offensive and defensive strategy. And that has really helped the business accelerate.
0: Right. Yeah. That's I've talked to firefighter friends that I know and they've they they were raving about Crocs. I've my my sister is a, a nurse for a COVID, she runs a COVID unit in Chicago. She was talking about you. I mean it, what a great, what a great initiative to support those working through the pandemic, but also. What a great brand story. What a great way to, to, uh, to have people talking about your brand and maybe have some people that weren't before be more familiar with your product. So, uh, thank you for that. That, that's okay. amazing. Um, obviously you're, you're well known in households. I've got two young kids that love their Crocs. Uh, tell me a little bit about Crocs as a company and as a culture.
2: Right. So one of the things we take a lot of pride in is our mantra of come as you are. And it's really about being your authentic self, both for our consumers and our employees. And our goal is to really have everyone be comfortable in your own shoes. And so as we think about, you know, what does that look like? To be honest, it looks different for every person, right? It's a way we offer a way to provide self-expression opportunities for people. You'll see that we have lots of bright, colorful, different types of shoes, but we also have our fun gibbets, which are our charms that go on our shoes. And it's amazing, you know, what people want to put on their shoes and how they want to express themselves. And we take a lot of pride in being an opportunity for them to do that.
0: Very nice. Have you had to kind of change your tactics at how you promote and communicate that culture over the last 14 months since we've to some extent, been disrupted in the way that we traditionally work?
2: I think actually we've almost doubled down on that concept Mm. of come as you are. I think it's really relevant in today's, you know, turbulent social environment. I think people are really wanting to get comfortable with who they are and find comfort in their lives. And we've been able to double down on that. We've seen a trend towards comfort, but also a trend towards self-expression. And we're enabling Mm. that to happen and not only with our consumers,
0: but also our employees. Gotcha. And, 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 describe to me kind of the situation at Crocs over the last, the last year, year and a half. Did, did, were you guys mostly at home? Did you have a percentage of your workforce still at work? How, how was the breakdown at your company?
2: Yeah. So first of all, we operate with employees in 22 countries. So the situation is quite different depending on where you are around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, However, what I can say is that three quarters of our workforce actually sit on the front lines. So they are in our retail stores or our distribution centers. And we've seen, you know, they have been remarkable at being on the front lines, making sure that we're able to ship shoes and we're able to sell them in retail stores. So those folks have been at work most days. They've taken little breaks based on what's going on in their respective countries, but we've really been able to to have them at work. And then our office workers um, have have had a different experience, but we have kept our offices open to the best of our ability and just provided flexibility for people and a lot of safety protocols all throughout the world um, to try to keep our colleagues safe.
0: Yeah, that's I think one thing that a lot of companies we're talking to are, are, you know, in the short term are thinking about is how do we how do we promote safety? How do we bring people back to the workplace? Or for those like you who have continued to stay open? How do we make sure that our, the, the spaces that we that where people work are as safe as they can be, and that we're promoting a sense of physical and also mental well being? So what are some of the ways that Crocs has been able to successfully do that over the last 14 months?
2: Right. I think we've had a lot of learnings like other organizations, but whether it's temperature checking or wearing masks or really looking at all of our physical space and making sure that we've got good distance between people, it might even be you know shift time starts and ends and when people take lunch breaks, things like that, and being really thorough um, with how we run our facilities. And we've done that all over the globe. And then just really being clear and, and transparent with communication and setting the expectations and holding firm with those. The other thing that we've done is really um, encouraged people to take care of themselves. One way we've done that is um, through vaccine incentives. So we offered a hundred U.S. dollars, for example, for our American um, workforce if they go out and get their vaccines. We're happy to incent them to do that with a hundred dollars. And so I think you know we're trying lots of different ways. We are encouraging testing, and we'll help people get that. We've given some time off to go, um, you know, get if you if you need it if you have a COVID sickness. So we've done a lot of things to make sure the safety and well-being of our workforce
0: mm-hmm. it, and, and the decision to remain open. Was that because of your belief in the importance of being in a workplace or is that more so that you because you had three fourths of your of your employee base that had to be at work that you also wanted to provide an opportunity for the office staff to, to, to do the same? What was kind of the the decision points as to why you guys decided not to close like a lot of other companies did?
2: Yeah, I think it's actually both of those reasons. One is solidarity with our workforce. As I said, three quarters of our workforce has to go to work every day. And we felt the office employees, if we could do it in a safe way, we wanted them to also have that experience to the best of our ability. Um, but then also, I think we as an organization do believe that in-person interaction is critical for maintaining a strong culture. And we were fortunate to go into the pandemic with top decile engagement. And I'm proud to say that we've retained that. we even ticked up a little bit in the pandemic. And I think it's because we've made sure that interaction and transparency and communication has really continued, if not even strengthened during this time. And, and we believe that's critical to maintaining our culture in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the communication aspect is, is a bit of an unsung hero and in, in part of the protocol from coming back to work. I mean, the things are changing so quickly or, or just working through this, this mm-hmm. unprecedented time. Things are changing so quickly and policies and strategies and guidance. It's all, it's all so, so fluid. Have you developed any or had to adapt your communication strategy at all to make sure that your employees around the world were kind of in line with what leadership was thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, the good news is we have good communication. Tools going into this, but I think we once again double down on them. So, if you think about things like town halls that we have with our employees in different regions, there were times during the pandemic where we were almost doing weekly town halls with our whole global workforce saying, Here's what we know, here's what we don't know, here's what we're doing, here's what we need you to do, and let's open it up for questions and see what you want to ask leadership. And so, there were times that we were doing that every single week if we had to, to make sure that everyone was on board and really knew what the plan was because the plan was shifting, you know, week to week to make sure that we were
0: taking the right actions. Sure. Yeah. And you, you mentioned vaccines. I think that's one of the hot topics right now. A lot of companies are trying to decide to what level are we going to talk about vaccines in the workplace? Mm -hmm. I know some, some companies like yours are encouraging them or providing incentive, whether it's financial or days off, paid days off to go get a vaccine. I do know that there's a lot of conversation around you know, now that vaccines are more widely available, at least in the United States, are we requiring vaccines? Are we asking people to prove that they're vaccinated? Are we having different policies for those who are vaccinated and those who chose not to be in the office? Has Crocs kind of laid out any groundwork for that? Or are you guys still trying to figure that out?
2: Yeah, I think where we've landed is that we will not require vaccines, but we're going to highly encourage vaccines. And like I said, the incentive is one way to do that. But also education is an important thing that we've done. So if you look at, for example, our Ohio Distribution Center, we've literally run sessions where we've had experts come in and talk about the vaccine, you know, the pros, the cons, and open it up for questions and let people become informed. And I think that's really important um, to provide that education so that people can make good decisions for themselves and their families.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Back to that communication effectiveness, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Broken yeah, exactly. Now let's talk a little bit about post pandemic. I think we all are looking forward to the day where COVID-19 is a thing of the past. You know, we're not there yet, but maybe light at the end of the tunnel. Some, you know, there may be some semblance of it sticking around, maybe like the flu, but as we move outside of the health and safety aspect of being at work or returning to the workplace, mm-hmm. and we start to think about what is what is the new way of working look like? You talked about flexibility and offering choice, maybe where there was mm-hmm. not before, before 2020. What are some of the ways that Crocs is, Crocs is thinking about um of creating a working and working environment that is different or is has adapted thanks to the pandemic maybe thanks is the wrong word but as a result of the pandemic That's how are things changing
2: yeah well we've spent a lot of time thinking about that and and we've always had i think some different types of flexibilities in our workforce but we have taken this, this opportunity to define what that flexibility is going to look like and we have taken a role-based approach For how we're going to handle flexibility in the workplace, and so we have um, designed four personas um, that really set out expectations for the percent of time based on the persona that we expect to see people in the office. So, for example, our residents, which is one persona, those folks are going to be at their workplace um, ninety to one hundred percent of the time. Right? They are in retail stores, distribution centers, maybe working the front desk. They're going to be there most of the time. Versus our explorers, are people that are working from home. They might be. IT developers. They might be remote salespeople. Those folks might only come in up to 10% of the time, don't have a a defined desk in the the workplace. Um, However, then we have our collaborators and connectors, and those folks will be in either at least 2 to 3 days a week. And so um, we have gone ahead and and mapped all of our roles to those personas all around the globe. People know what their personas are, and they know what the expectations are of their role going forward, um, depending on their timing of their country and where they're living and and what the expectation will be when we do turn up all of our offices again and have people fully in the office. And and we've taken that approach because I think it's really important to be transparent and help people set realistic expectations. You know, we're not going to 100% virtual company. We've decided that that's not in our best interest. And we want people to be able to make plans for their themselves, their families, their children, you know, and be able to plan accordingly. So we've already done that work and people know what it's going to look like. and, And some people are already starting to head back in on a very regular basis, which we're happy to see everyone.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations on being ahead of the curve. I think you guys are further along than a lot of companies as far as Mm -hmm. having a plan, defining personas, even defining percentages of times that people will be in the workplace. So well done there. I've got two questions as it relates to your plans. Mm -hmm. One is for those that are not in the workplace 100% of the time, everybody but the residents, Mm -hmm. um, how do you plan to handle the unassigned spaces? The kind of another term in the industry is free address, but spaces that aren't occupied by a single person every single day. Are you using technology to assign space or to measure utilization?
2: Right now, all of our folks that are in offices have assigned desks. We will see that evolve over time. So people that are only going to be in the office, you know, two or more days a week might not have an assigned desk, might have a hot desk that we use. We will use technology to help us with reservations for what those desks look like. Um, But it it is going to be different country to country um, because
0: our office spaces look and operate differently across the world. Mm. And then, and then, in addition to that, if you do have some people at home and some people in, you know, at work in a physical space, and maybe, maybe this was something that you had already solved based off of the just the the global nature of your business. Mm-hmm. But do you have a plan, or is anything changing as far as connecting people digitally and in person?
2: I think you know, our reliance on Microsoft Teams has gone up exponentially over the last year and a half. And I think people are feeling really comfortable being on video most of the time. If anything, I think we're now starting to think about how do we communicate tips and tricks for kind of when you're on, when you're off, how, what the expectations are because people's hours are getting a little bit confused between I'm at home, I'm at work, when am I actually expected to work and participate? And so we've got some tips and tricks coming out around that. Um, we will continue to rely on technology. Um, but I think for our remote employees, um, utilizing teams has really actually helped us connect more. Those people feel more connected than ever when there used to be a meeting room of people and you were the only person remote. It was hard to interact. Now, if you've got everyone on a screen, um, you know it's fair game. Everyone can interact similarly. So we want to retain some of the good things that came out of this shift to technology as well.
0: I completely agree. And you, like I said, you guys are, 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 I think, ahead of most, Uh, you know, as it sits where you're at now. What 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 are your challenges? What are you guys thinking about and, and still trying to decide on what questions are being asked at this point?
2: I think the questions being asked right now is really, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think our employees have worked really hard over the last 18 months to help us navigate this pandemic and get us to the growth trajectory that we have right now. And so we're trying to find ways to sustain energy and help people balance their personal and professional lives and still meet the requirements of the business. And so we're really spending time thinking about how do we enable well-being, you know, how do we get people to continue to be engaged. they're highly engaged. It's almost like a startup culture right now. Um, very entrepreneurial. What can we do to grow this organization? And so we just got to keep people healthy. you know one example of what we've done is um, we we've done what we call comfort days. Um, I've told you about the need to help everyone be comfortable in their own shoes. And so around the globe we've done um, comfort days where they're extra holidays where everyone's offline and we're encouraging you to take a break and we think that's important.
0: It's awesome. Does everybody wear Crocs at work?
2: <laughs> I think a huge percentage of our population wears Crocs at work. And once you start wearing them, they're so comfortable, you don't want to take them off. So um, we, if they don't start that way, they usually get there pretty fast.
0: That's excellent. I, I have to ask you, as you know, one of the leaders in retail, obviously retail as an industry has changed. You know, throughout the pandemic, I, I think most notab- notably with the shift to e-commerce, probably, is if we couldn't be in person, we were buying our products online. Mm-hmm. What do you see as kind of the lasting changes to your industry in general, uh, given everything that's gone on with the pandemic?
2: Right. So I think you highlighted an important trend, which is a shift to digital commerce. And we definitely have have seen that shift in our business too. It's becoming a large portion um, of how we, we sell our, our product. However, we've also seen, you know, a real interest in, re- in continuing to return into our stores. And so our retail stores are doing quite well. But I think one of the things we've really leaned into is providing a good experience. And what we find is people want to come in and personalize their shoes and get them instantaneously. So I I think it is going to continue to be a mix of of retail and digital commerce, but you know how you take that omni-channel view and provide those experiences both online and in the store is going to continue to evolve. Hmm.
0: Well, I definitely love the the work you've done with finding advocates for your brand and your customer base with the frontline workers. That's, that's, that's yeah. excellent. Uh, excellent branding and, and, and culture promotion, I think. I like to finish each episode with some some questions that are a little bit less about the company and a little bit more about you as a leader. Um, okay. I'm wondering, uh, has there been a, a resource that's been especially valuable to you in your career leading up to the success that you've had in your current role?
2: I think probably one of the best resources I've had came from the chairman of the board I used to work with at a financial services organization. When I very first became a head of HR, he told me, this can be a really lonely job and it's going to be important for you to create a network of people outside of the organization that you can rely on, that you can get coaching and feedback, talk with them and and have good supporters. And so I took that advice to heart. I've created a really solid network of people all over the world in lots of different functions and disciplines And I rely heavily on that network, especially as I'm navigating difficult times, which, you know, the last year plus has definitely been challenging. Um, But that network of people and investing the time has paid dividends. And hopefully, you know, I've been able to help others along the way as well.
0: That's great advice. Have you noticed as you work with prominent leaders at each of the organizations that you've been a part of, have you noticed consistent characteristics or traits that make leaders effective?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's lots of traits. I think you know, the last year has really um, emphasized for me the importance of really thinking strategically and making swift decisions and making decisions with not all the information. Um, Sometimes it's important, even if you have 80% of the information, you got to go, you got to tell people, this is why we're making the decision. This is what we're going to do with it. And if we get it wrong, we'll fix it and we'll iterate and telling them that upfront. So I think that swift decisioning with a strategic lens is critical, especially during times of high change.
0: I completely agree. A final question. If you were retiring tomorrow, said, Hey, (laughs) we just made it through the pandemic. We did. We, I accomplished my mission and I'm handing, I'm I'm handing the reins over to the next person. What's some advice that you'd want to leave behind a morsel of wisdom that you'd, you'd tell your predecessor.
2: I think if I were leaving a piece of advice behind tomorrow, it would be really aligned with my personal mission, which is to support the individual and collaborative growth of people. And I find that if you really genuinely support people around you growing and developing and continuing to learn, it's amazing what you can accomplish together. And I've been so proud of the teams I've gotten to work with and and ultimately the organizations and how they've succeeded. So I think really taking time to help each other grow and learn both yourself and others is critical for all of our futures.
0: Well, I appreciate the, the advice, Shannon. It's, it's been, it's been uh, very insightful. Like I said, I think you guys are doing amazing work. Applaud you for your efforts with the, front, the first responders and the frontline workers, and also the work you're doing with the, the workplace, b- both now and, and, and your plans for the future. I think you've got a lot of good things going, and uh, I think there's a lot of things that other companies can learn from, from what you're doing at Crocs. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Have a good day.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to rate our show. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Work Inspired podcast so that you don't miss any of the incredible guests we have planned for upcoming episodes. We'll continue to find the best and brightest minds in business so that you can learn, grow, and succeed, and so that we can all work inspired. Work Inspired is brought to you by BOS, a leader in commercial working environments and a Hayworth best-in-class dealership. Experience our 360 approach and discover the team, tools, and techniques required to navigate the complexity of your next workspace at BOS.com. If you have ideas, feedback, or would like to be featured on our show, please email podcast at BOS.com. Thank you for listening. This has been a Workspace Digital production. If you're interested in launching a podcast at your organization, please email info at workspace.digital for a free consultation.